Welcome to A Page in History. Join us on a fascinating journey as we delve into the memories of the world-famous NBC Pages. Get ready to hear first-hand accounts of their unforgettable experiences as they navigated the hallways of Burbank, California and the iconic 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Prepare to hear fascinating stories that were never meant to reach the ears of the general public. And now, your host for A Page in History, David Harris Katz. My next guest started her career as an NBC page in the late 80s. She has since worked at various shows, including the NBC News Democratic Convention, House Party, Sunday Best, Cover to Cover, After Drive with Dennis Leary, and she was a writer for WNBC. But she is best known for when she got roped into playing an impromptu game of human fetch with David Letterman. He sent her on a wild goose chase across the hallway uh, to WNBC's Live at Five studio, where she was tasked with retrieving the elusive Joan Collins from the green room. Unfortunately, things took a turn for the worse when she got into a little scuffle with Joan's manager. However, David Letterman loved it and made her a household name. She also caught the attention of Conan O'Brien where she landed a job on his television show, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, for 27 years as a script coordinator and a production associate. Her time as a page and beyond were filled with memorable experiences, and she's got some great stories to share. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Susie Sanamoro. <laughs> Thank you, that was amazing. You know I was your secret Santa, remember? That's when we right. were pages. Oh my God, Secret Santa. That is really yeah. funny. Um, that is really, and it's funny. <laughs> I remember when, when during that time, um, do you remember that during Christmas, I put Christmas lights across, you know, up and down every doorway, yeah. turned off all the lights. And when you walked into the uh, NBC lounge, uh, the page lounge we wound up it was like a, it was like a winter wonderland yeah um and it's funny you mention that because every year mary frisbee which i hope to have on the show um i was her secret santa one year and i i glued like these uh fake bricks to her door and i put a <laughs> you know and it, so it looked like a brick door with a wreath and literally the nbc maintenance um they couldn't get the bricks off so one oh, day no. Yeah, they literally came into the thing and they took the whole door off the hinges and put a new door on because I they couldn't get them off. So I made it, you know, it was really funny. But yeah, oh, so yeah, so that's God. amazing. So yeah, we we got wow, Secret Santa, you that's amazing. Wow, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah. So I guess we started the show that we we have so many good things and every, anyone who's okay. listening, I mean, Sue Susie has done a million things. I I, I almost don't know where to start, but. I guess let's touch on the, the one of the things that was was probably really cool early on was this whole David Letterman thing. Mm -hmm. um, all I know is when I was a paid when I started, I guess we started around the same time. But mm -hmm. um, and for those folks that don't know, uh, the pages are assigned to something called a stay. Mm -hmm. And those stays are um, literally standing positions by the door or by, you know, downstairs or wherever it may be in the building during some of these shows. 
So I guess you were scheduled as a stay for David Letterman's door that goes into the studio, 6A? Yeah, they called it the 6A stay, the door, the, the, the best one to get. And it was the first time that I got it. Um, I was only a page a couple months at that point. And um, so I went down and I was wearing my glasses that day. And I was like, I'm just going to put my contacts in for some reason, because my eye was always dry and I couldn't wear them. But so I put them in. I went down and Barbara Gaines, yes. uh, the producer, very intimidating when you're a page looks at me and she goes, are you chewing gum? And I was, and I swallowed it. And I said, no, you know, cause I was so scared. And um, so then the show starts and Dave asks, makes a joke to someone in the audience about chewing gum. And I'm going, oh my God, thank God that he didn't, that wasn't me. I, you know, that's probably why she asked me, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, I'm off the hook. And then a little later into the show, he says, well, you know, Joan Collins, she's on Live at Five and I've been trying to get her as a guest and this and that. And he looks at me and he goes, could you come here a minute? And I looked at his, <laughs> turned back and looked at Lori Diamond, his assistant and said, is he talking to me? And she nods to me and I'm going, oh my gosh. So I go up and I'm staring up at him going, hello, you know, what do you want from me? Because can you go across the hall to Live at Five and see if she'll come on the show? And so I said, okay, so I'm, you know, I was nervous. So I'm walking really slowly over there and um, I get to the door. I think I just walked in and the camera's behind me. And I said, excuse me. Um, you know, Miss Collins, my name is Susie. I'm a page and Mr. Letterman would like to know. And as soon as I said that her manager, this, I don't know, this bald guy, I think he was short. I don't even remember. <laughs> gets up and says, no, no, no. And he starts pushing the camera, pushing me out the door. So I had to go back and <laughs> And also, mind you, the audience is watching you. So this is live on the air on Letterman. It's live. So yeah. everybody's literally watching you walk across the hallway. And for those yeah. that don't know, six six uh, B was Letterman's studio on the left. Six A mm -hmm. right was live at five, which was WNBC, the local station. That's where mm -hmm. Al Roker got his start. You know, on that local station. So people yes. are watching this. And Letterman, could you hear Letterman in the yeah. hallway? Oh, you could. Um, okay. I think I was so nervous. I remember, and I don't know if it was from watching it, but he was, you know, oh, she's going over there. She, he was covering my cross because I was just kind of, and, you know, you got to keep keep it going because right. it's live and keep it fun. And so he was just saying, oh, she's doing my dirty work and all this stuff. So he definitely made it funny, um, obviously. And so I came back and... Um, I get to him and he goes, oh my gosh, what happened? I said, I don't know. I almost got killed, <laughs> which was funny. And uh, he takes his jacket off to go, like he's going to go over there and, um, you know, rough him up and all that. And then, and, and then that it just, like he went back to doing the show and I went downstairs because once you're done with your stay, 
it's not the whole show you people you know come up and relieve you I went downstairs and they're calling me he wants you back up there so I, I run back up oh, really? I went back down oh, to the page lounge I run back up and he kept just he said it during the show he kept making reference and you know kept talking to me and then um he talked about it for weeks later um yeah it was you, a big, you, were, big... you were the you were the you were the star of the uh i mean everybody was talking about it like you yeah it's funny i still talk about you 30 years later because i just think it's the coolest story but it's it a, it literally i don't even know what to say i mean were you were you um uh you were you really nervous inside when he was when, when all because it's sometimes you 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 um blank out i mean did you were you afraid you're gonna like trip on the floor or walk into a wall or something i mean i mean i was really nervous um and i just it thank god i didn't know ahead of time because i've oh, been right. on on conan since then um and i knew ahead of time and i'm going oh god i gotta <laughs> i gotta do this again and it's you know <laughs> i'm not an actress but that's what they like they like right. the the, you know, real people, you know, it's their job to carry the funny and, and your job to do what you do, you know? Right. Um, so, and, you know, um, I, so I made the anniversary show. Um, he gave me cigarettes and a pack. He was going to give her a pack of cool, a carton of cool cigarettes and something else I forgot, but he gave it to me. And then um, it was just on the subway. People were, they recognized oh, really? me oh, really? um, when we were giving, cause you know, as a page you give NBC tours and people recognize where's the page, where's the page. So for wow. a minute I did, I had, I had my little claim to fame or my 30 seconds or whatever. It was, yeah. it was crazy. And so much fun. And just, I, it just, I lucked out, you know, it's not, they didn't, cause I asked Kathy who assigned everybody to uh, they ask Kathy for Griffin. Griffin, right? Kathy Griffin. D'Elia. Uh, no, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. She, I guess she got married, right? Kathy D'Elia. Is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Griffin, I guess it's funny. Cause I talked to her um, on uh, Facebook. So I'm, we'll probably have her on, but yeah, I, I see Griffin, but yeah, D'Elia was her uh -huh. was married, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, she she said, no, she didn't. You know, they didn't ask her to pick someone. She just, you know, random. Right. So it was it was. It was so fun. Wow. It was really and, and all my friends from home reaching out. Was that you? Oh, my God, I saw you and this and that. And so it was it was. Well, it was a big guess, thing. It was amazing. And two two questions. One is, mm -hmm. um, did they have to pay you for that, for appearing or speaking at some point? Or do you, do you even remember? I think I did get a, a residual, uh, or not a residual, yeah, a like check. A, a small check of some sort. Yeah, um, because um, how it works if you're, you know, when I was on Conan, um doing the ring spin. I don't know if you want to get into this right oh, now. No. But yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Because, uh, and again, for those that don't know, um, you know, Su uh, Susie went on to work for Conan mm -hmm. and then you wound up doing sketches with him. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, so tell us about that. Yeah, so Conan had, you know, I was in a lot of little things and um, during rehearsal, so I timed the show for all the bits and everything. And I was a time the show for the executive producer and Conan and all that. And that was basically my job as well as breaking down music for guest bands. Um, but I would, um, he just during rehearsal would take his wedding ring off and spin it. Oh. And it just, oh, Susie, time it. So I would time to see how long it would go, just playing around. And then the writer's strike happened. Mm. And they were, it was just Conan doing his Conan stuff. There was no sketches written or anything. So they started doing that on the show and um, with me. And I would time the spin and this and that. And um it, it it was a bit recurring bit for a lot of the writer strike and um i think finally it, it was never over 40 seconds he wanted to beat 40 seconds wow. and finally i think the writer strike had ended and the one of the segment producers said let's let's get an MIT physicist in here to see how Conan can beat his record. Mm. And so we did that. And the segment took about nine minutes, which of course we edited down until he beat his record. Um, And it was, it was hilarious because he's got this, you know, proper man in there showing him what to do and your table, this and that. And, um, and, and then and the friction, I guess, friction. And he was showing about friction and how to yeah. do things and whatever. I'm sure. mm-hmm. And then um, the writer's strike ended. And then they said they did another bit, my final hurrah, where everyone, you know, wants to know where Susie went now that the strikers over, we're back to normal. And he's, there's riots in the, in the street and they cut to this riot footage of where's Susie, you know, they all want to know. And then I sang Faith on the air with him because during rehearsal, Conan would make me sing Faith with him, sing with him all the time. And it's like, oh my gosh, I got to do, and I don't sing, you know? (laughs) So I had to sing live on the show with him. And that- Wait, did he, so um, how did Conan, did did he, uh, did he- was this because you worked on like because of the Letterman thing or no. just just totally random? He 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 saw something in you and decided we're going to run with this. Yeah, so that was it. Yeah, wow, that's he, he's a he likes to play with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. Conan's, you know, he's he, he's always goofing around and he'll snap his fingers in your ear and, you know, just always saying funny little bits or he's just always playing and uh it's just i don't know people the writers recognized the chemistry there i guess and and had seen well actually um we had a uh so frank smiley the segment producer that had me on to sing faith who that was his bit he's he they we had a rap party we were in san francisco and we did, we had a rap party and there was a piano there. It was just, it wasn't from the show. It was just us getting together. Um, and there's a piano there. And we started, my friend, my uh, John Croteau, who worked on Conan, 
started playing piano and we started singing and we were just singing all these songs and you know the whole staff and and that's how Frank said I know she can do it because she she did it in front of everyone at the rap. <laughs> so yeah that that was um wow part but yeah it was fun it was so much fun and that for that I did get paid every time yeah. And the residuals, because really? if you have over a certain amount of lines, it's a certain amount. Um, if you know, if you have under five lines or something, I don't right. know the exacts, but right, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's it's really quite shocking. Um, uh, so, and we'll we'll probably come back to Conan, but I know you also mm -hmm. when I think the last. Um, when your last stay, you you worked the Saturday Night Live 15th anniversary um, show. Is that right? Was that the last or, or, or it wasn't? That wasn't that the, was, last that wasn't the last day. That the last show was um, for me was when Eric Clapton was on oh, right. doing that promoting the pretending. I don't remember the name of the album, but um, okay. all those great songs. Um, and he, the show ended and he just had his guitar and he was jamming for about a half hour for everyone. Everyone was just standing there watching him. And it was such a, a great way to go out, you know, cause you're sad. That was so much fun. Right. I was just felt so every time I'd, I'd get off the subway and think I am going to work right. this show. I was just in awe and so grateful and just felt so lucky. And I always knew, I always felt so lucky for, you know, the career that I've had and, and the fun, right. you know, and all the creativity and um, yeah. So that was, that was, oh man, so amazing. great. Yeah, and yep. people, it's funny, um, Brian Grossman, uh, you remember Brian? Yeah. Which, uh, which we'll hopefully have him on, because uh, we have tons of stories. But I remember when we started, we started together in the same group, and I remember us going up to SNL, and we were sitting in the uh, balcony. And mm -hmm. again, for, for those people that don't know, you know, the building is pretty much open, and pretty much the pages have the run of the building. You could really do anything. I don't know if it's that way now, but it certainly was then. So mm -hmm. we went into SNL studio on the ninth floor and we're sitting in the balcony and we both, we just sort of looked up and we were like, wow, we're, we're literally sitting in the Saturday Night Live studio mm -hmm. by ourselves. Just, I mean, it's giving me chills just talking yes. about it. It really, yeah. you know, and it, it's one of those things where, which is, which I look back at that whole experience is probably one of the best ones of my life because we had so me much too. fun. It was so, mm -hmm. so, so much fun. Um, yep. And even the guest bands that performed on SNL. And again, for those that don't know, you know, the guest comes in, let's say on a Monday and they wind up meeting the, you know, the writers and they read throughs and, um, you know, the sets are given to the set construction folks, which Joe DiTulio is one of the art directors who builds all the sets. Oh. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah Joe, which is, it's amazing. And I'm hopefully we'll have him on. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So Joe, Joe does all the sets. He's an architect and he does all the stuff, which is insane. And he showed me um, out in Brooklyn, there's a studio that builds all the sets and it's, I'm, I'm so in awe of it, but um, that whole process, even the band's, 
um, the guest band, you know, I don't remember, like, I think it was like on a Thursday, the guest band would come into SNL studio. Yeah. And literally if Madonna was there or any of these crazy bands, we would just as pages, we were like, I want to go listen to Madonna rehearse. Yeah. And we just go sit in the, in the balcony mm -hmm. and listen to her rehearse. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. You know, do you have any, any, um, thoughts on that any memories on on seeing yeah like that? I, oh my gosh madonna i actually went to uh i got to sit in the audience for that show and i remember such an intimate intimate uh set mm. I, I, um so beautiful um uh tom petty my favorite of all time he wow. was on and i just so happened when he was getting out of his car, walked and got in the elevator with him just by chance. I'm not, you know, we, we, you know, we had to be courteous and respectful and I'm just, my heart is pounding. <laughs> he had sunglasses on and, you know, just the coolest ever. And he looks at me and he's like, wow, it's really dark in here. <laughs> wow. I said, yeah, I didn't know what to say, right. you know? And um, and one time during a show, um, Aerosmith was on. Mm. And I was on the ninth floor, just, you know, walking to wherever I was walking. And I look up and he looks at me and he goes, and then you realize who it is. And you're like, ooh. And uh, he said, do you know how many people are watching this, you know? how many people and you know it goes out to and I didn't and I should have made up some number but I didn't want to say a million you know when it's a billion you know <laughs> so I just said oh no I don't I really don't know and then I he said you know oh, okay or whatever <laughs> that was it and You're like dork just, loser <laughs> you know? yeah I just but, felt I wanted to walk you know just right. oh but you know, for the most part, everyone was so nice and, uh, you know, it, it was amazing. And then there was the time that Dolly Parton was on the show and, um, we, I was giving tours that day. Cause you know, you, you'd work a long day, you'd give tours and then you do Saturday night live or whatever. And, um, the buzz with some was that somebody, a fan of Dolly snuck in on the tour and, um, uh, they caught him. I don't know if he was eating because they have they have rehearsal and then they all sit down for a dinner. Um, or I don't know if it was after dress rehearsal, they sit down for a dinner, but they caught this this person and they they um still sent me down to stand outside her door to just make sure nobody you know, just as an extra, extra so, precaution. Oh, right. It's so random. <laughs> it's like, so go, yeah. go stand. I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I just get such a kick out of it. And I'm five feet. In <laughs> right, tiny, exactly. You know, <laughs> and yeah, what am I going to do? I don't know anybody, but. Right. That's it funny. Was, it's, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. The, the show, the, the Saturday Night Live. Um, and then it, again, it's just such an experience. And did you work the 15th anniversary show? I did. You did. Okay. Yes. Cause that, yeah, I started, um, that I started like a week or two before and Janice uh -huh. Panino, which God bless her. And she, she went on to go work for Letterman's, uh, worldwide pants after she left NBC. Yeah. But, but I, she was the sort of, I guess the head of the department. And I mm -hmm. think I said to her 
like Janice, could you, I'll do anything. Could you just, um, you know, put me anywhere because I wasn't scheduled, but I was, you know, I said, I'll do anything. So she put me right at the, uh, entrance to the security. So I was standing between the two security desks in main hall. So, uh -huh. every, you know, every star that came in, uh, I, you know, again, it's the same thing. I mean, there were these people I grew up with and it was like just mind blowing that we saw yeah. these folks. And mm -hmm. then of course, when the show happened, the studio was filled because now they're, they're actually, it's crazy. They're going to be doing their 50th, you know, anniversary at some point soon. Oh, um, we gosh. did our 15, 15th, which, which oh. I can't believe that it was so young. Like when I, when we were there, it, 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 it felt like the show had been on for a million years, but it was it really did. only 15 years. So did you sit? Did you get to go in the studio during that show and and interact um, with any folks, or do you remember anything about that day? I remember I sat people because okay. um, you know you would sit. There was that area where the guests host, and they had the seats were taped off for for people. But this every person in that audience was oh, a right. celebrity, right? Right, um, and so. I sat a bunch of people. I remember Donald, I think it was a show that he was there, Donald Trump. Right. And I was just kind of going, oh, you know. It was, <laughs> and um, after, because then there was a party for them. They always had these great parties after. Right, the after show party. Yeah, and after, you know, Tom Hanks is walking by with his wife, Terry Garr, Robin Williams. Yep. Um, and he had to, do you remember, I don't know what happened, but he had to ad lib for a long time. I don't know if something. Believe it or not, Ken Hummel, who was on the show, uh, he explained that he said uh -huh. that for some reason they were going long or he needed to fill time and, mm -hmm. they, and Rob, and again, Ken is like a walking encyclopedia with all, yep. all things television. So yeah. he, he mentioned that he said that Robin Williams had to do something, but I don't really remember it, but. But he, yeah. did, he did have to do something. Yeah. He was just uh, doing his thing. And it was so, such an energy from him. So amazing. Um, yeah. And I should have read, I used to, I have a book and I used to write down all my experiences. Um, and it's fun to go back and, and look at that. But um, that was just... So cool. I don't, yeah. I don't even. It was beyond words. I, I remember going into the studio. Um, I don't know if it was, we were spilling the audience and, mm -hmm. and, and again, just for the audience listening, which was really fun, you know, spilling the audience. If you had to stay in the studio, you could either be standing at a door or, you know, wherever they want you in the building. But if that stay was usually they were like a half hour, I guess. Mm -hmm. So then uh, during SNL, people would go down to uh, Hurley's the bar yeah. And they would drink and have like those little <laughs> crackers, the rice crackers. Yes. And then literally they'd be like, oh, I have to go spill the audience. So yeah. People would leave their beers in McSorley's, <laughs> go upstairs to SNL. And I think I, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. I remember going upstairs and I saw Gary Shandling and he yes. looked it was at the end. It was I guess the show was over. And he was, he looked so tired. Like he, yeah. he was like, ah, oh. and I remember putting my arm on him and I was like, it's okay. It's over now. You could go home. <laughs> and it was like so random. And again, just the fact that I was a page 
and I'm talking to Gary Shandling, you know, like it's over, no problem, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was just so ironic because, because right, the whole studio was filled, filled, filled with these iconic figures that we all grew up with. It was incredible. Yep. Wow. Yep. That was amazing. So, it was. So um, you did, so there's other things in the building that you had done. Um, you, you meant you, you, did you go up to the executive floor, the, the, oh. which I think was the 20, I was up there once and I'll tell you that story, but it's the 25th floor. It's like this multi-million dollar floor in the General uh -huh. Electric building at the time for those that are yep. listening. And pretty much nobody, nobody really got up, got a chance to go up there, but, um, but it was this, it was like, you know, marble and beautiful and all this other stuff. So tell us about that. Yes. So Kathy Delia Griffin, um, she calls me in one Monday morning and says, I have an assignment for you. It's a good, it's a good one. I'm going, oh, okay. Because <laughs> you're going to um, one of the executives, Bob Wright's secretary is out. You're going to be sitting, helping the, the first secretary for a week. So you're going to go up there and, and work with her. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, I, I did you, um, did that freak you out or, 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 cause I loved all that stuff. Like I was like so excited, but did that, did it make you nervous to like, Oh my God, I go up to, you know? Yeah, it did. And, but then it, to me, I was thinking, Oh, it's a good one. I get to work on one of the shows. Cause I want, you know, uh -huh. you want the, the Letterman right. assignment. You want the SNL for Letterman. I did get to go in and put, sit at a computer and input tickets all day long oh, wow. for their anniversary so you get to be with the staff and all that so wow. like but yeah i was nervous as you know bob wright you know it's a big deal it's he's <laughs> he's the head he's the top guy and yeah so i went up there and um the first day his secretary was so nice so casual and and it it, it i was nervous but it was very comfortable, you know, once I settled in, I felt really comfortable. Um, and it, it came lunchtime and she hands me this lunch menu on a cardboard piece of paper, all fancy written out with scrolling and all this. And, you, you know, salad, you have your salad, you have your soup, you have your entree, your dessert, your drink, you know, so I'm, picked one of each because I didn't, you know, and I hand it to her and I picked a burger and fries and a soup and a salad and then a piece of cake and I hand it to her and she looks at me and she started laughing. She looks at me, are you going to eat all this? And I, <laughs> oh God, I'm going to die. I was so embarrassed. That so I said, I don't even know what I said. <laughs> I just started cracking up. And it seems it seems it like a reasonable, ice. yeah, it seems like a reasonable choice. I mean, you had a hamburger and French fries and a Coke or whatever, you know, it seemed normal. <laughs> yeah, and That's a soup funny. and a salad and a Oh, okay. I, okay, well, wow. That is Because I picked one of each. And um, so it did definitely break the ice with her. And and then it, it, it was, uh, she was so nice. And um, I did get a chance to answer the phone when his uh, Bob, Writes wife Suzanne called hello this is Suzanne you know and she was everyone's very nice and cordial and I didn't get 
I don't think I got to, I think he was out of town, so I didn't get to meet him. But um, it was, it was, you know, you felt cool being up there for sure. It was amazing. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Suzanne and, and that office because, um, and my own experience, um, somehow it was funny. My mother was a huge LA law fan um, uh -huh. back in the day. And I remember my mother would say, and, and like every other week they were preempting the show. They would like, can't, you know, they'd say LA law is not on this week for something else. My mother says to me, you know, David, could you tell NBC to stop to stop doing? And I'm like, yeah, ma, I'm just I'm gonna go to the president and gonna okay. tell him to stop taking LA law because you're you're really upset. And and I thought that was really funny. So then yeah. um I had come up with like I was always innovating and coming up with crazy ideas and all this other crazy stuff. So I'd come up with some ideas for some some things. I think one of them was it was really funny. I remember um I had a thing called last night lunches. And I think I pitched this to to Bob Wright's office or or whatever, somebody. And I said, you know, people are watching, let's say, Seinfeld on a Thursday night. But many people don't don't know those shows. You know, maybe they don't catch those shows. So uh -huh. I said to them, why don't you rerun them on the internal uh, feed? And what was cool, actually, for those that don't listen, uh, that are listening, uh, we had a feed internally. So in the in the page lounge, for example, we could literally flip the channels and see the Today Show, them mm -hmm. just goofing around. We could see yeah. Tom Brokaw sitting there, you know, doing whatever he, whatever he was doing. So it was so cool that we could sort of, um, you know, see sort of um, really see what the network and what everything is doing. But mm -hmm. um, so I said, well, why don't they rerun Seinfeld on Thursday, on Friday at noon? So the employees could just pl flip it on and watch the programming that's being run, you know, the night before. So all of this, you know, staff is sort of on, on, on point. So I wrote this up, pitched it. And the next thing I know, I'm getting invited to the 25th floor. And literally this time the, they, they had a lunch for us, but this time they were ceramic, which maybe you've seen, they were ceramic menus that were like inscribed on the, on the thing, sitting there oh. like this on the table. And literally, I swear to God, a guy dressed as a waiter, you know, mm -hmm. was serving champagne, brought oh. over the whole food. And it was actually, it, it was Pierre Mapes, which uh -huh. I, I, I don't, I don't remember what his title was. Do you remember what his title was? No, was, I remember the some, name. He was some big guy. And it was funny because I remember we're sitting at this table and, and I guess what they did is that any, NBC employee that had ideas, they brought him up to this luncheon to discuss ideas. So ironically, I'm sitting at the table, Pierre Mapes comes in and I literally said to him, I said, I said, I just wanted to, my mother said, stop change, stop pulling Ellie Law <laughs> off of the air. It's really annoying her. And I mean, that was unbelievable. I mean, it was really, it was, it was so funny because he literally is the one one you know i forget his title but he really was one of those folks that could have actually made a difference in that whole thing oh um, my god that's so that funny? funny so i wound up yeah so we wound up pitching and and nothing really came of it but i guess and you mentioned suzanne and and conan this is really kind of funny um some well one is there were times when i got a call from bob wright's office from the secretary they guess cats bob wright's office is calling for you and the secretary said we're trying to do x 
but we can't get it done. Could you get it done for us? And I'm saying to myself, what are you, why are you, I said, you're asking a paid, you're power. What are you? And I was just very good at like, I was like friendly with a lot of folks in the building. So they asked me to do oh this my stuff, God. which was, yeah, which was so random. And then you sort of fast forward when Conan, which I mentioned with Ken, do you remember when Conan had his um, test shows? Oh yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And and I, I want to hear your thing. The, the, the short of it, I remember sitting at the test show. I mentioned this with Ken. I'm sitting there, and I think Bob and Suzanne were behind me. And Suzanne literally tapped me on the shoulder, and she was like, "Hi, Dave. How are you?" And I'm like, "Who that? What the hell is oh. going on?" Yeah, it was like it was so it was so crazy. But I do remember watching those test shows, and and I mentioned this with Ken, and I was like, "We're in trouble." I'm yep. like, this is really, I'm like, this is really, we are dead. Yeah. So tell me, and again, to Conan's credit, which I mentioned with Ken as well, you know, I said, Conan, I love him. He's fantastic. He nailed it. He took, he went from like just a disaster mm -hmm. to really coming into his own, becoming just fantastic. But man, yeah. those test shows were unbelievable. So do you have any experience with those test shows? Um, well, Okay, so I was, no, I was done as a page, and I was working in local news at that time, um, and I was trying to get transfer over to the comedy world, because I realized that that's where I really wanted to be, because as a, you know, in college, when I went to school for broadcasting in Buffalo, New York, I was thinking, well, television, the only thing here is local news. And then I got into the page program and it opened up. I can do this. Wow. I can work on these shows. This is amazing. So um, I quickly realized that I didn't want to be all gloom and doom and news stuff. You know, that wasn't me. And so um, I was working uh, at live at five. I was helping the talent because Liveify was a local news show, but it was very celebrity driven and they would have big celebrities on to promote whatever they were promoting. And right. um, I just remember watching, you know, we were across the hall from Conan and you kind of just going, oh my gosh, this show is not going to make it. This, you know, what's in the year 2000? It's awful. And that was one of so, the- So it was, it was airing at that point. So- so, oh yeah, it wasn't so, a test show. Okay, it so it was airing. Um, and then uh I ended up Sid Upson, who was a page, was working ah, as a Sid. researcher on Conan's told me they need a, a script coordinator. And so I, I got in and uh the show was at because you get picked up for 13 weeks or whatever, and then they decide after that if they're gonna keep it going so we we all thought I just got on the show and we all thought it's gonna be canceled in a month but whatever you do what you do and uh Tom Shale's article totally turned it around for him um from the the, the New York Times or the Washington Times I don't remember yeah. but that was an article that he gave Conan high praise and it was like okay that's when everything turned around for him and um you know, he, he started gaining his confidence and right. Conan, when I first worked there, 
I would sit on the couch with him because as a script coordinator, you have to take all the notes at rehearsal and um, whatever he's changing. And by the way, everything that he changed that the writers would write was he was amazing. Just oh, he'd improve. Spot on. He knew what the you know what he was right. doing, obviously. And but and and I people think... also people didn't know people um, for those that don't know, Conan was a writer on The Simpsons. Yes. And he was a writer on SNL. So yeah. his background really was writing. Writer. So he was he was really exceptional at that. So so that mm -hmm. I guess so when he made those changes, it he improved it. Uh, yeah. Tremendously, yeah. Yeah. And but he was pretty shy and um, I was shy. So I would sit on the couch for six months, I don't think, of working there. Finally, I didn't talk to him. And finally... I was on the couch and I had gotten my hair cut and he looked at me and he goes, did you get your hair cut? And I said, yeah. He goes, oh, I like it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, finally, after six months. <laughs> oh, you know? no, that's so funny. So no conversation, just he noticed your your thing. And then, and and again, he probably, yeah, he probably was, I get, well, we, we used to see him walking the hallways of SNL as just uh -huh. a writer, uh -huh. but I guess, and especially when he did the show, I mean, you know, um, I guess maybe he was, was he shot, was he shy or he just... was shy and he okay. was so deep in thought. He, mm -hmm. you know, he certainly wasn't mean and, and um, he always, you know, I think he was just trying to get his show. Right. And that was on his mind. I mean, because from then on he'd start just, choking ribbon on me and and making fun of me and as in a fun way right. he would say that my my husband oh i forget what happened but him and andy richter his co-host would mm. had the shtick of my husband abusing like f abusing me and just it was so you know right. not right. it was funny it was so not what it was but um yeah. And then, and then as he got more comfortable, obviously he, you know, he grew on the air as well, yeah. interviewing people. And that's uh, something that he had to learn. So as far as the test shows, though, I wasn't really, really a part of that. Cause I started, he's, his first show was in September and I started in July of the first year. So. Oh, so, so, so it was I, almost a year later. Okay, so I want I so maybe I did start a little bit before you because for, for whatever reason I was in those test shows and I don't even think they um I don't know if they asked us to go in the studio but again I was mm -hmm. so nosy that you know I, I I guess I knew that they were taping the shows so I was like oh I want to go go up and watch and especially mm -hmm. because he was replacing Letterman you mm -hmm. know those are some pretty I mean God the the amount of pressure that he must have felt um i can't even imagine i mean oh my God. it just you know uh he really was never on camera in that way and he was yep. never really leading the thing and mm -hmm. then to take over for letterman which obviously are almost impossible shoes to fill um but it's amazing because he wound up um doing such a great job in his own way you know yeah he he, he you know it's it's you know it's fantastic he found his own niche and what worked for him and and that quirky comedy and he went with it and he, yeah it was there was yeah a long time where he and he i would say when when you were in in um so you were in new york 
working well i guess 13 weeks 13 weeks kept on they kept on extending it uh over a period of time so then i then at some point this whole letterman i mean this whole leno um conan thing happened yeah Uh, yeah actually so tell us about yeah before we even jump to the whole west coast yeah what so you were there when the leno Conan thing was happening. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. that's that I would like to hear about. So what, yeah. How is so that? so we okay. So I remember because they announced that many years before Conan was right taking over the Tonight Show, which was probably the number one mistake they made. Um, uh, you know, yeah, Conan was going to take over the Tonight Show in a few years, and I remember. They all sat us down and um, told us, and you know, before it broke, and we're going, "Oh, are we moving to the West Coast?" Right. <laughs> you know, and um, so your cat, <laughs> so he wants to be on the show. Oh, he's so cute. So um, yeah, so we we all, most of the staff went over with him. I'd say eighty percent you know, packed our bags and moved with him and did the, got the Tonight Show. And it was um, at Universal there. And it was a lot. It was such a higher level than late night. As far as stunts, we'd have all these stunts. Crazy. Every day was something crazy that we, it was yeah, you know, something crazy we had to do. So, um, and is then that, is that the network that 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 wanted you to do things in yeah. that way? They they would so you know Conan was because remember, you know, and and I you know Letterman even Letterman going the, to the Tonight Show I don't really necessarily agree with because I was a big fan from the beginning and his show is mm-hmm. a different show from the Tonight Show. So Conan's mm-hmm. show on the East Coast to then transfer to, to, to the tonight show was Conan happy with what they, you know, they were sort of, it's kind of putting a, a you know, a, a square peg in a round hole. I mean, yep. So what exactly, how, how was that? And uh, he was, you know, trying to figure out, you know, the network's gotta be happy trying to figure out what he can take from, from late night and what he can't because it's a different audience it's older people now where his audience was younger and uh so it was it was a a transitional period trying time and then leno decided that he didn't decide i don't know he just made it clear that he wanted the show back and nbc's caught in the middle because they put Leno on right after Conan at first. And it's like, this doesn't make sense. They're too, they're too similar. And, you know, it was just not the right programming and not the right. So then NBC wanted Conan to do maybe a half hour and all these crazy things were coming out. And Conan's like, no, you you know, I'm not, you guys gave me the show this hour, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else. And, and then it just didn't work out. And so Conan said, bye. 
And I remember his last week of shows were all just funny bits on spending all the network's money, you know, crazy, <laughs> brought Ferraris in, you know, just funny, like expensive right. props. And that was the joke. We're spending their money. We're leaving. So, right. you know, and um, I think the last show, it was pouring rain in L.A., pouring, 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 pouring. We didn't even rehearse. We there were there were people protesting NBC. There were it was packed in the pouring rain. There were people protesting Conan leaving. Right. Um, all over, like in New York, where we were, I think, I don't know, Washington, wherever, you know, they were, Washington, DC, something. And we we were handing pizza to them. We we weren't rehearsing. We were just outside with the crowd. They were cheering us. Conan went on the roof, and it was just such. Even though it was a horrible time, because here we all moved out there. Right. What's going to become of us? We we sold people sold their houses. You know what now? Um, but just the support from fans and then team Coco, they all had t-shirts right. and signs and that, that whole, uh, just support from fans. And it was, I can't even explain the feeling of that to see that. Um, and, and the, the last week of shows were really fun. It was like the writer strike. You don't care anymore. Not that you don't care, but you're like, it's over. I'm going to, he yeah. said, I'm going to do what I want. I don't have to worry about what you're going to tell me. The network's going to tell me to do and not to do. And, and um, we had great guests on, um, you know, Tom Hanks came back. Oh, Will Ferrell. Oh, they wow. did his, O'Neill Young was there. Wow. Um, and he, that was amazing to, to watch him. Oh my gosh. But the last thing they did was, Conan played Freebird with Will Ferrell and his wife was almost having a baby. I think she really actually had the baby that night. So she's on the set playing the tambourine or whatever, you know, nine months pregnant, ready to have give birth. And Jeff, um, there were a lot of, I think Beck was there. Um, a lot of celebrities just jamming with him on his last, because Conan, as much as he loves comedy, he's he would love to be a rock and roll star. Yeah. And he's always has a guitar on, on set during rehearsal, just playing, playing with the band. Jimmy Vivino, our band leader, was always te you know teaching him chords and this and that. Um, so he, he just loved being on the show, doing music. He played with the white stripes, every, you know, Jack white, they are good friends. And, um, so that was pretty, pretty amazing. And I remember I'm sitting in the control room, timing it and the tears are falling down my face. <laughs> this is it. Oh. And then. A few months, he went on tour. He did, because uh, he can't not be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So he went on tour um, and did sold out, uh, you know, uh, 
comedy shows and stuff. And and then he settled at TBS where we shot out of Warner Brothers and um, great, beautiful, beautiful place, Warner Brothers. Um, and yeah, we did the show from there, Conan, uh, for many years. Wow. And yep. So when he ended the um when he ended the show when he did the tour uh were you still employed by by them like, you know did they take folks with you or what would you guys do he, in the transition yeah he took just the script coordinator john Croteau, who i spoke to you about earlier he went he ran prompter um but it wasn't uh he so I got a severance because I was an NBC employee. So I got a severance pack package from NBC that held me over until um, we started the next show. Um, and he took care of it. He always took care of his people. During the writer's strike, he took care of, of people as well during then because he was in a tough Right. you know state he didn't want to go you know the writers are his brothers you know and you've got to you've got to keep doing a show but you've got to honor he was a writer you've got to honor what they're doing so but um oh man it was thankfully we all just kind of kind of got by and and then he was looking for another show he you know, he knew he was going to do something else. He wasn't done at that point. And I think he was talking to Fox and, uh, and then we just, he liked what TBS had to offer him. He was in charge. He didn't have to worry about answering to the network. And so he, he, uh, went with TBS and mm -hmm. had a really. Yeah, it was a huge run. And, and mm -hmm. when he went to TBS, did he, did, did you notice um, you know, uh, things, you know, sort of the atmosphere of, of how he wanted to run the show. Did he, did you be like, oh, wow, we could literally do this where we never would have gotten away with this at the network or like, ha had you noticed those changes and, and yeah, and in the comedy, there were more, I guess, spicy is the word things, right. you know, raunchy, whatever, right. um, that you had to, you know, be careful of when you're on a network show as opposed to cable. So his joke was always, it's cable, you know, <laughs> do right. what we want. Right. Um, and that was really, really what the selling point for him was to be able to be in charge. So, um, yeah, we did a lot, a lot more of of what he really wanted to do and what the writers really wanted to do as opposed to ah oh, we can't do this because the network doesn't like it and this and that wow. so mm -hmm. wow. and then yeah. once the once the tbs show um actually how long has it been you know uh so now the show went off mm -hmm. and then what and and he and is he going to HBO or what what was the story what what's what's his future um um well so the show unfortunately ended during covid i think we would have lasted a few years longer um if covid didn't happen but 
um, I was, we were, I was doing the show from home and uh, he decided, I mean, he was always so worried, I, I think about, he had a staff that were depending on him and a crew, you know, so um, the show ended up going down to a half hour. We stopped having guest bands because at this point, there's so many talk shows. It's not new anymore. It's happening. He, I think he was ready. Um, and he, he has a podcast network that he sold to Sirius, um, that a comedy channel that he is, he still does. He still does shows, podcasts now. Pod, he's so smart. Like he just innovative, keeping up with the times. This is happening. Just to watch him is incredible. Um, and so he's he's doing that. And then for he just did I don't uh travel. He's doing travel shows now for HBO Max, I believe. Okay. Um, which he did that back when we were taping the show, but it's all it's only a small staff. It's edited. It's so he doesn't need you know, he needs just the writers and then he, they bring everything back and they edit it in an edit room. So that those will, I don't know when that's going to start, but I know they were in a, in a, another country taping for that recently. Wow. So, but um, I miss him. I, I haven't, it's like, that was a family, you yeah. know, for 27 years. That's, yeah. Oh my God. So did you ever reach out? You know, I, I, I'm assuming if you reached out to him or or wanted to have lunch or whatever, I'm sure he would be thrilled. <laughs> they'll say, yeah. they'll say, bring a camera. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. But... I um, I saw him about a year ago. Um, and uh, my friends, you know, they still some still work there and um for Sirius, but um, so it's yeah, you know, he told me uh a couple times that no matter what he was doing, if he was painting houses, I would be working for him. Um, and, um, you know, those were at rap parties when he was drinking, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he cares about people. I can't say enough good about him. And I, and I know this is about my page history, but no, he no, this a is a big great. part this, of my life. <laughs> I love it. No, this is great because I think, um, you know, again, uh, even to go back to the pages, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about being a page. Um, and again, for the listeners, you know, being a page, you only have 18 back when we were there, it was 18 months. I don't know if it's the mm -hmm. same. And yeah. You're, you're hired, you know, to give the tours, but mm -hmm. your real job, you know, if you're if you want to make it in the industry, your real job is to network and yep. get a connection, you know, get in, which you did. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, that's really the whole point. And there's been so many famous pages and there's so many pages that have gone on to do a million different things. Mm -hmm. So it, it is so I mean, it's amazing and it's such a great um it's just you're you're like you're like the the quintessential success story that that started as a page, did that whole thing, um, and then wound up getting, um, you know, being a huge success. It's it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Do you do you, go on? Um, and on a side note, I'm just thinking about another Conan story. Um, yeah, go for it. Um, 
So I had, we had interns um, when I was production associate, we had interns on Conan. And um, so two of my interns were Mindy Kaling and oh, John really? Krasinski. Yeah. How did and, that happen? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they were starting out. Uh, Mindy, Mindy would, she would knit. She would sit and knit at her, you know, when downtime, she took her knitting needles out. And John, he was always, we're going, where's John? We need him. Where is he? He's at 8H schmoozing people. Oh my God. <laughs> really? I didn't even, I didn't. So he was, so he literally worked as an intern in that building, I on guess. Conan. Really? Yeah. I, had I was no on idea. Conan, yeah. Oh my God. I had no and, idea. And um, Angela Kinsey as well. Wow. Um, from she was a, our music intern and she was on the office as well and then ellie kemper um who was on the office you know um she married one of our writers michael coleman she used to intern on conan as well and then they met and the rest wow. is history yep oh my god that mm -hmm. really is it, it's so fascinating um you know and again so much time Again, it's such it's been such a long time, but you think of some of those folks and you're like, oh, they're always famous, you know, but it's like yes. oh, started as an intern. Yeah. Carrying my computer because I was pregnant. And wow. so they would help me carry my because you have to bend, you have to right. plug it in and, you know, and they'd help me because I had my notebook, my computer, this and that to carry down from the offices to rehearsal. And so, I, you know, they would always help me and it, yeah, it was fun. It was, um, they were always very, you know, willing and. Wow. Do you have an advice for anyone that's listening? Um, because again, today's those, those kids today, um, uh -huh. do you have any advice for, for kids that want to get into the industry either via being a page or any, or into the, you know, into, you know, television or movies, <clears throat> any, anything that you've learned or any good feedback that you can give them that can maybe help them uh, along? Well, I mean, I, I always work hard. I mean, I know they say it's about schmoozing, but for this John Croteau, who I talked about, he was my partner. We were the script department on Conan and we didn't like when people were chatting our ears off or running right. off or we wanted them to work. And that's what we saw. That's what we liked. Um, and I know a lot of the kids that really worked hard and were serious about it and watched because you, you, they, they'd get to watch rehearsal and they, some of them would just be on their phones, not even paying attention, just, take it all in and show that you care and yeah, meet people and schmooze, but you have to do it when the time is right. I'm shy. I don't, I don't like schmoozing. I am not a schmoozer. So I don't know. Um, you know, that's not my thing, but it, it, you know, just be yourself and don't, don't be, um, you know, just, be willing, just offer as much help as you can. And um, I don't know. Is yeah. that no, I think it's nice? good feedback. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's good feedback because even um, you know, for folks that I've in projects that I've done, you know, you're under so much pressure and your brain is thinking about 40 things at once. 
Yeah. And when you need something done and you look at, you know, one of the crew and they're on their phone, yeah. And you know, and, and you're like, you know, and you're trying to get their attention. Yeah. I mean, my blood would boil because yeah. I'm, you know, you're here, you're getting paid. And I, I just need you to pay attention because, yeah. you know, if, if something, any last minute thing or any quick things, um, you need that person to be uh, aware. Like if Conan was trying to get your attention and she's like, and he's like, where's Susie or Susie, you know, get off the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a show to do. You know, I got yeah. million, you know, millions of people that are, that are <laughs> going to watch me. I, I, I need you to pay attention. And I do think that a lot of folks, um, you know, and, you know, and it's, un, it's unfortunate, but, but I totally agree with you. You know, the folks that really pay attention, go the extra mile, you know, listen, are willing to do anything, uh, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and even me, you know, me as a page, I mean, I would clean, gar- you know, pick up garbage and do, you know, like, like this is the job, you know, I'm sure yeah. that, that, and even thinking of Conan, I'm sure that if, if the set was dirty and Conan needed to pick up, you know, he would be like, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's all for the better, you know, success of the show. It's, you know, it, it's all contribute. So yeah, um, you know, not being, not being above that. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think a lot of folks um, miss that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and actually, I guess for any folks willing, willing to wanting to be a page, I don't even know what that process looks like anymore. I think, gosh, I think, well, I think we had it easy when we interviewed because mm-hmm. I interviewed with Kathy D'Elia. Well, first you send your resume right. um, and then you interview, you wait for the call, you interview with Kathy. And then I interviewed with Mary Roth. Matthew, Mary Rothschild. I have three interviews or two? Well, you had Mary three. Rothschild, Kathy D'Elia, and um, well, you had Mary Frisbee. And then, of course, uh, Chris Sulger. Uh, uh-huh. I guess those are the only four. At- and Janice Panino. Oh, and Janice, Janice Panino. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I don't remember. I may, yeah, I may have had just one. I don't know. I don't, I don't it's, it's so funny. It's all a blur. Maybe it was one or two. I don't I know. I had two because you you move on from Kathy to, to Mary. She inter- okay. Kathy interviewed you first, then I went to Mary. But now, well, I don't know about right now, but. Since then, they had to do a panel interview. They had to do a presentation. Oh, wow. And I would have not been good with the pan. That would have, I, yeah, no. With trying to compete with other people, because you have to, you know, right answer questions. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad I just had the (laughs) one-on-ones. Right. And and if you think about it, it's true. If you're a shy person, you know, your ability, and you've proved it, you did the job perfectly, you know, you did the job, you know, very well. Um, that's what was needed for that position. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, you, you know, you're not the host, you know, you're not the guy warming up the bank, warming up the studio, you know, you're, you're there for a specific task. So a person that does a panel interview, you know, they're on stage, they have to entertain these four or five folks or whatever it is, you know, um, trying to convince them that they're a good choice. Yeah. And man, it, it can't, you know, and especially being 20 years old or whatever, you know, 21, whatever it was, um, you barely have experience in anything and to yeah. then have to prepare and do all this stuff is, must've been, or probably is just nerve wracking. So I hope maybe we'll get some of the newer pages on the show to, to hear what the actual experience is, which is, uh, crazy. Yeah. So, 
I appreciate it. So is there anything else that you think I, the, these stories are so amazing and I, I can't thank you enough for taking some time uh, to speak. Is there anything else that comes to mind before we wrap up that um, you want to chat um, about? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I was going to say, were you, were you on the, um, I, I guess, working the Emmys? Did you work the, the, the daytime oh. Emmys? That's a is fun that, story. The yeah, let's hear that. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Oh my gosh, David. So as a page, you're escorting people basically for the daytime Emmys. And um, one of the pages that I was friend, we're all friends, but you know, that I hung out with more than the others. We, she had, they, she was escorting people up to Oprah Winfrey's suite after the oh. daytime Emmys and Oprah, I think she won that year. And uh, so she knew where the suite was and where the party was. So her, myself, a couple other pages, one of the pages boyfriend went to the party and wow. just, I don't know if we changed. <laughs> I don't know if we were in that dorky page uniform and it's a suite. So it's not that big. It's big enough. And we just, they they let us be there for a long time. I mean, I remember at one point, Gail King, um, Stedman was there, Susan Lucci was there, you know, it was Oprah's party. So right. um, Gail King said, who are you with to one of us? And and I don't even know what, what the answer was, but they didn't kick us out at that point. And then... We just, one of the the pages, the boyfriend that was there, you know, because there's champagne flying all over and drinks mm. and he was getting really drunk and mm. we took it upon ourselves that, you know, it's time for us to go because this is not going to end good if we don't. So at least we had, had mm. the the no, it, you know. It again. is amazing. Yeah. And and I think there, there, there were all these little parties, mm -hmm. um, you know, throughout the the page time that that uh generally the pages were accepted like they didn't yeah. i have to give them credit to to nbc and and the program they didn't not once did i ever feel like you're a lowly page right I never i never felt that i mean i was oh people they were always so gracious you know mm -hmm. running into all of these folks literally li living legends mm -hmm. they were always so great you know gracious and and shared stories and they became, you know, they were friendly. I mean, it was, it really was a great experience. And the fact that they let you into the party and didn't, you know, they could have been like, who are these pages? Get them, get them out of here. But, and again, you know, and again, looking back on it, having you being a part of that experience, that's, you know, when they were young, you know, maybe they wanted to go to a party and yeah. kick them out, you know, like it, it, it's like paying it forward um, letting those folks be a part of history. Um, and then, you know, you know, so who knows, maybe, maybe in your career in the past 27 years, you know, maybe there were some younger folks that you just subconsciously were very nice to and let them do whatever they wanted just because yeah. that's how you were treated. So yeah, that's amazing. definitely pay it forward. I, I felt very, you know, gosh, what a, what an experience, you know, and, and, uh, try and help people and and yeah pay it forward because 
so lucky for for all of this yeah it's it's a very hard uh industry to get into and mm -hmm. and it's true and then for those that you know again if 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 being reached out to and 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 given that opportunity to learn or have a conversation with someone who's in the business you know take that very seriously because a lot of these folks are very busy they got a million things on their minds so if you have an opportunity to speak to someone or or you know pick their brain you know respect their time respect what they have to say but but it it that you know those bits of information uh, really can over the years you'd be like, I remember when so-and-so told me this, or I remember yes. even just watching, you mentioned in the show, pe people would watch rehearsal, mm -hmm. you know, th again, for folks that, you know, when you're watching rehearsal, even when the stage manager, if I don't know if he yells cut or, or what Conan's reaction is, but watching what the what the talent's reaction and watching what your reaction is and, and even watching you like well when conan says this this is how susie reacts and this is what yeah. she does quickly so yep. when when that person's in that same boat you know you literally have a model to to model you say well this is what susie did i'm not going to copy her directly but but she was was on top of it. She, you know, listened. She, you know, um, went through the you know the notes and did all did everything she has to do. So I think mm -hmm. that that again, just observing, which is why I was so I was always so, um, you know, even going back to when I was a kid. You know, if my dad was going to build something, I would I would say, "Can I watch?" So I would just mm -hmm. sit and watching him do it. And now, you know, all this time later, I just remember watching those folks do it. Um, or even watching how Conan gets reject, you know, if he has a bad day or something doesn't go right, it's like, does, does that ruin the rest of his day or does he handle it differently? You know? So those things yeah. I think are so important um, to, to, to again, take it all in and, and, you know, use. And that was, I mean, with him, if he had a bad show or a bad comedy, I mean, it would get to him, but he, He'd be like, okay, we learned, let's move on. We And that always just stayed with me watching him go, okay, we learned from this, let's just move on. And right. and that's it. That's, that's right there is a great, I mean, that's a great example because mm -hmm. if he, if he held on to it, he would never be able to move forward or it's going to affect his performance for tomorrow. So yeah. the only thing you could do is we did it today. We learned for it. I'm not going to dwell on the past because I got to put on a show 24 hours from now. So yeah. let's, you know, be done with it. And, and the fact that you just said that's something that I, that I took away from is, is like amazing because I'm sure there, when you have bad days, you're like, we're not going to dwell on it. We're going to just, you know, tomorrow's another day. Let's move forward. So yes. that is really There's always great. another show. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to thank, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I really, I can't thank you enough. And, and um, it was such a pleasure. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen you in so many years and, and, and I've, I love, like I said, I, it's so weird seeing, seeing, you know, and, I, and I've watched you through the um, years do all the stuff. And, and like I said, I still talk about you to this day, <laughs> which is so, you, you're probably like, what the hell is David Katz talking about with 30 years, you know, but um, you know, like, and things have popped up on the internet with you, like I said, with Conan, like it's all over the internet. You know, there are different. You have you have multiple clips of things uh, I've seen. Did you do something with driving? Was there? Oh yeah, did? I did. Uh, so, well, 
Uh, two things. Once when we moved out to LA, I, I was um, afraid to drive because I wasn't the best driver. So Conan uh, had a guy come and teach me, you know, to drive. And then they put me in this big truck and, you know, this huge, huge truck. Um, and also at rehearsal for late night, he needed somebody because they would use an audience member. So they always used me um, to go through the bits with him, sit with him. So desk drive. So I don't know which one you're talking okay. about. Okay, I, I think it was one where you're in a car where he was giving, like like you were being instructed to learn yeah, how to drive. Yeah, that was the driving remote. Wow. And my kids, yeah, I used that place for when my kids uh, learned to drive. I got a discount. I said, I was the, the girl, <laughs> the company that they wow. used. Oh, that's funny. Um, and uh, then there was the Alec Baldwin thing, which speaking of being petrified, we both, we did a Trump off that was on Conan and Alec was on and Conan said, my staff said they can do it better than you. And I had to go there and do this line with Alec Baldwin as Trump. I was Trump and then he was Trump and who can do the line better. Talk about butterflies. Oh that God. was, Yeah. Wow. Bringing you back to the beginning of this. And who did, who, who, who won? <laughs> Not me. Um, oh, really? But um, then they brought our big stage hand out and it was, it was funny. So that's funny. Yeah, that and, was... and it's funny, Alec Baldwin, which, uh, you know, he, he was like, you know, a cast member, you know, uh, for SNL, yeah. you know, he was there yeah. so many times and yeah. we would see him all the time. I mean, he was always at the cast parties. Um, yes. We'd see him in the building all the time. Yeah. Uh, obviously he did 30 rock, uh, which, which of course, you know, uh, Kenny, the page, you know, would, you know yes. doing, doing the whole really just a spinoff of that and just being a page and such, which yeah. is so funny, but um, yeah. it's amazing. So, well, again, yeah. I thank you. And I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, thank God you. bless you. It was such a pleasure to speak to you. And, um, you know, uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, talking to you uh, more in the future. Yes, okay, so. me too. That's okay. great. Great. Thank, Thank you. you so much, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Susan Shadabara. Thank you. Thanks for listening to A Page in History. A Page in History is produced by David Harris Katz Entertainment. For more information on our television shows, syndication, and more, go to dhcats.com. And to listen to more episodes of A Page in History, or if you've been lucky enough to call yourself one of the world-famous NBC pages and would like to appear on the show, go to apageinhistory.tv.